Hello, hello. Ah, damn it. Alright, well, failed the mic check again. Uh, we're three and a half minutes in. I'm probably going to cut the first three minutes of that. You can see, I'll leave in the, the first five, ten seconds so you can see the hilarious <sighs> failed sound check. But there you go. I've done the rundown. <laughs> um, recapped why Scott's not here. Let's just three, two, one, and we're rolling. All right, MLB Mondays. Uh, thank you to the Patreon for checking it out, for supporting on us. Uh, Patreon continues to grow, which we appreciate. Uh, lots to talk about today. Uh, we're going to start with some sad news out of Boston. We'll get to that. We'll just rip that Band-Aid right off, move on from there. Uh, there's a few articles on MLB.com that I want to get <laughs> MLB.com. Sometimes I trip on my words. And I almost faint just because I'm so flustered. Um, and that was the moment right there. So we're going to look at MLB 2023 stat leaders. I haven't looked at any of these. So we're going to go into these blind together. Uh, MLB 2023 stat leaders. Uh, we're going to go through the most essential player for every postseason team. That'll be fun. Um, top 50 players in the postseason. We'll see how many Blue Jays crack the uh, the top 50. Uh, I'm interested interested to see uh, if there's any surprising names or how high a guy like George Springer maybe ranks on this list where you know he's one of the top guys not Bo or Vladdy but is he higher than Bo or Vladdy because he has that postseason experience I don't know it'll be interesting to see so we'll go through that together uh, then we are going to go through the Anthony Kastrovince I don't know how to say this name we're going to go through his uh, 12 postseason lineups and pitching staffs ranked. We'll see what the Blue Jays stack up there as well. Uh, MLB power rankings for the postseason. We'll do that as well. So probably going to be pretty similar to this other article. But we're going to look at Will Leach, his opinion instead. Uh, again, we'll see how the Blue Jays stack up. I haven't read any of these articles. So we'll see, uh, see how things shake out. It'll be an interesting one. It'll be a good one. And then we're going to end with this. It's a little bit of fun here. Uh, we'll fill out our MLB postseason bracket, make our predictions, uh, hop on, do it yourself. If, if I was better at this, we'd figure out a way to track it. and We'd have prizes for uh, for all of you, but nah, there's not. Uh, this ProLine one, MLB.com slash bracket slash postseason dash CA, that's the Canada one. It is a $50,000 uh, grand prize uh, if you do the best. I'm sure there's tiebreakers involved. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Pretty sure it's free to enter. So there you go. Um, all right, before we get to it, um, I will start with the fact that it is cold outside. It's currently six degrees outside and the weather is dropping to about one degrees overnight. Uh, can be frosty soon. So if you have plants outside, if you have succulents on your back porch, uh, bring them inside because that first frost of the year will kill them. Um, I had a pretty sweet little succulent bonsai tree that I was growing, uh, last year. And it was an outside plant that was getting sunlight. And then it got, I left it out there too long, got into October, should have brought it inside. It frosted overnight. And uh, it, it shriveled up and died, and I was pretty devastated. Um, 
pretty devastated. So get your plants inside. Um, I got a, got a couple more uh, fall ball games to get in myself. I got one tonight. And then the finals are tomorrow. If we win tonight, should be good. Um, recap. What else? Sorry, I'm just trying to not say something for a third time that I've already ran through once without my mic on. And then again, but I don't want to leave anything off that I didn't do the second time with my mic on. Uh, Zoom watch parties. Uh, we are going to do a watch party on Zoom this Wednesday. Wednesday afternoon, Minnesota versus Toronto. Uh, I'm going to try and do one for every postseason game. Uh, nope, that came out wrong. I'm going to try to do one postseason game in every round that the Blue Jays are involved in. So if we advance, we'll get one in the next round. If they advance, uh, we'll get one in the next round. Not doing one once the Jays are eliminated. It is what it is. Uh, so be it. But in the meantime, Wednesday uh, on Zoom, that's, uh, that's that. Scott is going to be at the games uh, in Minnesota. That's why he's not here today. He's on a flight. Um, I was talking with him last night after a long toss. He wanted to head down to Tampa Bay. Uh, he almost booked his flights, looked into it. They were so expensive from Calgary to Tampa Bay. Um, just cost prohibitive, wasn't able to go. But the way game 162 uh, shook out, the Blue Jays in sixth place, now heading to Minnesota for that series. So flights to Winnipeg, much cheaper. Scott flying to Winnipeg with his wife, uh, driving from Winnipeg down to Minnesota. So Scott will be there um, if you're in Minnesota. And I think there's going to be a fair number of uh, Canadian fans making the trek to, making the trek down. Um, there you go. Maybe we'll get Scott to hop on Zoom and uh, join us for the watch party for a couple minutes. Um, but yeah, pretty cool. Um, I like our chances against the Twins. But we'll get to that uh, more in a minute. What else do we got? Uh, I missed long toss yesterday. My kid had her first hockey game of the season. Uh, I guess we had technical difficulties. The stream was supposed to go live. And then I, I don't know what happened. I think it was a technical glitch on my side. I set it up. It was going for like two minutes. And then I left. And by the time I was done at hockey, I was just seeing the messages laughing at us for being idiots for having that two minute live stream on YouTube that Scott just had a sign up that said, we'll be going live at four, uh, four o'clock or whatever. And oh, I'm so flustered. I could faint. I need a little bit of coffee in me. I was up late last night, <sighs> probably two in the morning before I got to bed and then had to get up at six, take my kid to school. Oh, you hear that sound? I don't know if the mic picked that up. The click. The uh, Starbucks pumpkin spice latte in the glass. We'll see if this is any good. Whoa. The aroma. You know, it's, uh, that's too sweet for me. You know when the smell hits your nose before uh, before the liquid even hits your tongue? Yeah, that was that was that experience there. Uh, okay, my kids' game. We won thirteen to three. It was a good game. 
Um, my kid plays defense. She did not score. She had like five, six shots on net. Nice little end-to-end rush. And got our team's first penalty of the year, which is uh, three years in a row now that she has gotten the first penalty of the year. So, yeah, doing dad proud, doing dad proud. It was actually, it was, uh, it was pretty nice. Ah, I won't get into it. It's not a hockey podcast. This is not a minor league female hockey podcast, um, as entertaining as that might be. Um, anybody that's new to the show, about a month ago, Scott and I discussed one of these like gossip podcasts about a dance studio. It was a woman who was running a dance studio in Kamloops, which is my hometown, so that's why it's relevant. Uh, she's running this dance studio. Been running it for 20 years. Uh, it's like the biggest dance studio uh, in Kamloops. Uh, turns out she had a podcast that she was running with her like front desk receptionist. And they were just like gossiping and shit talking all of their customers and clientele and how like, oh, just like the cringiest, like shittiest things that they could say about literally the nicest people in the world who were just putting their kids in an activity. And it's pretty cringy, to be honest. So that's kind of where my brain went, where I was like, oh, if I did a minor league female hockey podcast that's probably how it would not be my intention but that's how it would be interpreted as me just shit talking all these girls that are frustrating me at hockey and it's like oh race the puck uh win a face off you idiot hold those okay anyways i digress um monday morning mailbag mlb mondays monday morning mailbag uh that's tomorrow Okay, three, two, one, and we're rolling. MLB Mondays, welcome, uh, Patreon. We're not doing a rundown. We're getting right to it. Uh, I did the rundown three times now. Uh, first time, Mike wasn't on. Second time, Mike was on. Third time, was still kind of part of the second time, but I just brain farted and went on a tangent. So all that's probably getting cut. I might forget to, though, so if you see it, my apologies. Uh, we're at the 14-minute mark now. Hopefully, I uh, remembered to edit that out. And if not, uh, welcome to the 14-minute mark of MLB Mondays. we got a lot to talk about today. Let's get right to it. Uh, we're going to start with the old Tim Wakefield knuckleballer. He was a beauty. Dies at 57. Uh, cancer, I believe. I don't want to spend too much time on this. Um, Tim Wakefield, knuckleballer, dead at 57. Uh, I will shed no tears. He is a old man who passed away. Uh, that makes me heartless. I have a rule in life. This is where I, this is where I come from. Uh, I can empathize with you if you know someone personally uh, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, whatever, uh, and they pass away, and they are old. And I'm counting 57 as old, honestly. I'm counting 30 as old. Um, but the older you are, the less I'm crying for you. Uh, to die of old age is, is an absolute blessing that most people never get to experience. 
I grew up in a small town where there was a kid who was dying of cancer and he was like four. And I just remember like every grocery store, movie mart, gas station that you went into, there was like the donation tin for like cancer treatments for this kid. And I just remember how much that like broke my heart and I couldn't understand it as a 12 year old, like why that would happen. So, um, I guess, yeah, I just, I would way rather everybody died at 57, like Tim Wakefield, than have anyone ever have to die at four or younger. Um, so Tim Wakefield, uh, congrats. You'll be missed, but not by me. Uh, sorry if that makes me cold and heartless. Uh, you had a life better than most could have ever dreamt of. So 57, pretty good uh, run you had. Enjoy it. And uh, yeah, moving on to the next one. All right. Ah, MLB 2023 stat leaders. All of these are going to be Shohei Otani, right? Home runs, Shohei Otani with 44. He only played like 130 games this year, still led the American League in home runs. That's pretty crazy. Matt Olson uh, leading the way in Atlanta. Atlanta's so good, eh? Batting average, we got Yandy Diaz. Tampa Bay hit 330. Oh, Louis Arise managed to hit 354 this season. That's good. Uh, 400 as late as June 24th. Wow. What's that? April, May, June. That's like three months at 400. That's pretty good. That's pretty darn good. Uh, 314 post All-Star break. Still pretty good. Still pretty darn good. Batting title for him there. RBIs, nobody cares about except for me. Uh, Kyle Tucker with Houston hit 112. Cool. Don't let a fan of Houston, so I'm not going to celebrate them too much. Matt Olson, 139 RBI season. Uh, well, when you hit, what was it, 54 home runs? 54 home runs for Matt Olson. That'll help you get some RBIs, so that makes sense. Uh, Estuary Ruiz, the rookie out of Oakland, swiped 67 bags. That's wild. I got to sneeze. Hold on. That was a good one. Probably woke my wife up. She's probably not thrilled. She worked night shift last night. Um, NL. And your MLB leader, Ronald Acuna Jr. 73 bags. That's nuts. Also, first member of the 40 home run, 70 stolen base club. Um, that's wild. Uh, the craziest thing to me is just that you would even let your 40 home run MVP candidate steal 70 times that seems like irresponsible almost but uh ronald acuna jr like one of the most exciting players in baseball probably going to be the cover of mlb the show next ball season i would imagine although i mean maybe they go with somebody like uh it's that kid in cincinnati <sighs> ellie de la cruz maybe they go with something like that i don't know the uh jazz chisholm cover athlete for this season's edition threw me off but but uh, there you go stat cast barrels Otani hit 70 uh 
There you go. Ronald Acuna Jr., also 86 barrels. Uh, there you go. Anybody not familiar with barrels? Uh, I think it's... What? Hit trajectory between... 15 and 30 degrees launch angle, I think. I might have that misunderstood. Correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. I know there's going to be some people watching this that are like, what are barrels? Um, but it's barreled balls, and it's like essentially like a good contact statistic. It's like the launch angle that you want where it's not just a straight up to the pitcher fly ball, but it's not a ground ball into the dirt. It's like hard line drives that... Anyways, there you go. Um, correct me on the exact measurement of what a barrel is. Okay. There you go. Uh, pitching. Oh, look at this. Wins. Chris Bassett led the American League in wins this season with 16. That's crazy to me. Crazy to me that 16 wins gets it done. Holy smokes. Did uh, Okay, I was going to say, did we even get a 20-game winner in the National League? Spencer Strider with 20. We had one 20-game winner in Major League Baseball this year. That's crazy. Crazy stuff. Zach Eflin with 16 for Tampa Bay. Boy, Tampa Bay. I mean, I'm happy about this matchup with Minnesota, but Tampa Bay is ripe for the picking, too. They are hobbled. They are depleted. Whatever word you want to throw at them, they are a good team that is missing a lot of star pitching. A lot of star players. All right, ERA, Garrett Cole, two six three. That's pretty nice. Blake Snell, two two five. I don't have the stats pulled up in front of me. I might Google them on my phone. Um, but Blake Snell had a wild, a wild stretch here. Let's look at his game log. Here's a question for everybody. Answer me in the comments because I'm genuinely uh, curious. When you're looking up stats, do you use baseballreference.com? Do you use fan graphs? Or do you use some other third-party website? Or do you use MLB.com? There you go. You got four choices. You got baseball reference, fan graphs, MLB.com, or some other option I didn't list. Maybe like ESPN or Sportsnet or, or whatever. If that's the case, list up. Maybe I'll put a poll up uh, later today, um, and we'll figure it out. But I don't know. I know. I don't want to say I know. I do baseball reference. I'm 99% sure Scott does fan graphs. Um, my understand. I don't use fan graphs much at all, and it's not even for a good reason. I think. I think when I started looking up baseball stats, I was just googling like baseball stats. And I don't know if if uh, Baseball Reference just has better like search engine optimization, but it was always the first result listed, like Dalton Varsho stats. Baseball Reference would be like the number one search result. So I would look at it, and you know when you do that for four hundred times, and you're using the same site every time, you start to get familiar with. You know, under which tab do I find this? Under which page of this particular thing do I find the barrel rate for Shohei? You know, like all the different things that you're looking for. And you just get familiar with an interface more than anything. 
So my impression is, or my understanding is that Fangraphs is the superior website uh, for looking up stats. Um, might even be a better like interface, a better user experience. But sorry, I'm looking up game logs here. Um, but when you're for, when you're comfortable with something, even if it's a lower quality, you'll just you'll suffer through. So. I think it's his ERA since May 1st. Let's see, like insane numbers. Yeah, 1.2 ERA for Blake Snell since May 25th. So he had a bit of a rough start to the season. Um, three earned runs, four earned runs, three, two, two, three, two, two, six. Uh, but then after that, it was like the numbers were off the charts. Anyways, my point being, I use baseballreference.com. I know it's probably not the best. I know Fangraphs is probably better. Um, on occasions, I have used Fangraphs, and I'm always impressed with the amount of data that they have. But again, comfort factor. Uh, I do baseball reference just because I know where to look, even if it's clunkier. Visually, Fangraphs is uh, much more eye candy. It's It's a... The visual appeal of it is nicer. Baseball reference is very like Excel spreadsheet feel to it. Uh, not a lot of cosmetics going on. Maybe it's my autism that appreciates that. It's just like, blah. Anyways, uh, strikeouts. Gary Gossman. There you go. Toronto, 237. Uh, Gary Gossman was a strikeout machine once again in 2023 and stands as one of the just five pitchers to strike out at least 200 batters in each of the last three seasons, Corbin Burns, Dylan Cease, Cole, Nola, and Gary Gossman. There you go. Spencer Strider. Ooh. 281. Now that is a lot of strikeouts. Man, those Atlanta Braves are going to be good. Holy smokes. They're going to be tough to beat this postseason. Um, yeah, 281. That's a lot. John Smoltz, 276 in 1996. 300, 300 feels like a mega milestone. When's the last 300? If you're watching this or listening to this, I'm going to look it up. While I'm looking it up, you guess along at home. When was the last uh, MLB 300 strikeout season? I feel like anybody who plays MLB The Show on PlayStation uh, or Xbox is already going to know because there's probably like one of those special cards that they release. Uh, okay, only, oh, look at this, MLB.com. Holy smokes, Spencer Strider at 281 sure got close. Um, so according to MLB.com, only 19 pitchers in the modern era. So that is since 1900. So in 123 seasons... Only 19 pitchers have reached 300 Ks in a single season. That's wild. I mean, looks like a bunch of them did it, or some of them did it a bunch of times. Randy Johnson did it 93, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002. Randy Johnson was so 
dominant. If you're a new baseball fan, go watch Randy Johnson highlights. I mean, the first one that pops up is going to be him hitting that poor bird and feathering it. Uh, one of the wildest highlights in all of sports. Um, but yeah, Randy Johnson, Nolan Ryan did it a bunch. Uh, Kurt Schilling, Sandy Koufax. Pedro Martinez did it twice. J.R. Richard, Sam McDowell, Walter Johnson. Most of these names don't mean much to me. Rube Waddell, I mean, 1903, 1904. Justin Verlander did one in 2019. There you go. That's probably the most recent. Garrett Cole also did it in 2019. Okay, there we go. Max Scherzer in 2018. Chris Sale, 2017. Oh, yeah, this is like dead ball era baseball, isn't it? Clayton Kershaw, 2015. Mike Scott, 1986. Michael Scott, Dunder Mifflin. Uh, Steve Carlton, 1972. Mickey Lilich, Vita Blue, Bob Feller. There you go. Okay, so most recent 300 strikeout season then. Looks like Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander, 2019. So that's more recent than I would have guessed. Um, more recent than, than I would have guessed. Saves. Emmanuel Classe with 44. Camilo Duvall and David Bednar. How many did uh, Jordan Romano have? Jordan. I know he was up there. Jordan Romano. How many saves? like 36 saves on the season so pretty good season for uh old jordan romano fielding outs above average kevin kiermeyer look at that plus 13 pretty good kevin kiermeyer the all-time leader in outfield outs above average this is so dumb since 2016 the all-time leader. Don't even say the all-time leader. That's so misleading. I hate this so much. I'm triggered right now. I know a lot of these are like, well, he's the leader in barreled balls in the StatCast era since they started tracking that. It's like, okay, that's fine. But don't fucking say all-time leader. This is so annoying. Say Kevin Kiermeyer. In the history of StatCast, or whatever, is the leader in, no, yeah, just all time. It's not all time. Ugh. Sorry, I'm getting hung up. Okay, let's move on then. Um, Brenton Doyle, Colorado, plus 16. I wonder where Dalton Varsho was. Okay. Anyways, that's uh, at a glance, your 2023 MLB that leaders okay let's move on from there um most essential player for every postseason team now do we think based on this graphic looks like we got adley rushman i don't even know if i could name all these players isn't that pathetic okay uh let's try and do this uh, adley rushman this looks like randy or rosa Reina. Um, I do love his, like, 
arms cross. I don't know if you can see this on my webcam, but when he does this like arm crossed thing, I like that one. As much as I hate Tampa Bay, I do like that. Uh, George Springer. Ooh, Minnesota. That is not. Why can't I think of that shortstop's name? He signed the mega deal with the Mets and that fell through. Carlos Correa, we got there. Thank you. Okay. It's not Carlos Correa, though, which is the annoying thing about that whole test, is I'm going, well, this, I don't know who this is, but I know it's not the guy that I can't think of the name of him. What's that guy's name? Carlos Correa. Okay, yeah. It's uh, 10, 11 in the morning, so we're still waking up. All right, let's have some more of this good stuff. Who is that guy? Was that number 23? 27. It's hard to tell. I think that's a 23 in Minnesota. I hope the article tells us. Texas. This is former Blue Jay Car uh, Carlos Simeon. Marcus Simeon. Then we've got Jose Altuve for the Astros. Uh, going down here, that looks like that must be Ronald Acuna Jr. Hard to tell. I don't know his elbow pad wearing situations, and I'm not really seeing his face. So if I'm wrong about this one, and it's Aussie Albies or something, uh, I'm not going to beat myself up too much. Uh, Bryce Harper. Uh, is that Mookie Betts for the Dodgers? Uh, Louis Arias for the Marlins. That looks like... Contreras for the Brewers. Did I cheat? Maybe. Whatever. And Corbin Carroll for the Diamondbacks. There you go. Okay, Orioles, and I think this is going to play out like this. So that's dumb. I hate it when they're like, oh, the most essential player for every postseason team. And then just here's the graphic. I want to I wanna be titillated. I want to be... Sorry for saying titillated. Ugh, gross. Moist. Um, Adley Rushman. Okay, yeah, no-brainer. Randy Rosarena, yeah, no-brainer. George Springer, okay. Uh, our playoff, I mean, we've been saying this every summer that we apologize for George Springer. We say, hey, we have him not for his offense in May, but for his offense and his defense in October. So there you go, George Springer. This is Springer season. Even on a team with young stars like Bichette and Vladdy, it's Springer whom the Jays will look to in the biggest moments this postseason. Um, for anybody wondering, whom, is it who or whom, whom, um, the way I was learned, the way I was learned, the way I learned, the way I was taught, uh, grammatically, when to use whom, to whom it may concern, right? Um, when to use whom and when to use who is you just say the sentence, but instead of who or whom, whatever is in question there, just put someone's name. If it makes sense, if the, if the saying the sentence sounds right, saying their name, then you use who. If it sounds weird, then you use whom, right? So um, who's coming to the party today? 
Tim Wakefield is coming to the party today. That makes sense. It actually doesn't make sense because he's dead. Unless the party was a funeral, then it does make sense. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> so, no, whatever. Let's, let's move on. To whom it may concern? To Tim Wakefield it might concern? No, that doesn't make sense because... So that's in that situation. Yeah, you would use the uh, the whom version of who. So there you go. What was the one that brought this up in the first place? We've got it's Springer whom the Blue Jays will look to in the biggest moments. So it's Springer, Ted Wakefield, the Blue Jays will look to. Yeah, see, that doesn't make sense. So in that situation, it would be whom. So there you go. It's Springer whom the Blue Jays will look to. Uh, biggest moments this postseason. We all know the big contract, everything like that. There you go. All right. Uh, twins. Royce Lewis. Oh, I knew it. I didn't know it. I've never heard of Royce Lewis before. Uh, sorry, Twins fans. You, Your team doesn't mean much to me. I think Carlos Correa might be the only Minnesota twin I could name. Oh, and Royce Lewis. Um, but I'm cheating on that one. Astros, Jose Altuve, yep. Rangers, Marcus Simeon, yep. Braves, Ronald Acuna Jr., okay, we got it. Phillies, Bryce Harper. Marlins, Louis Arias. Brewers, William Contreras. There you go. Okay, the catcher. Mookie Betts with the Dodgers. Corbin Carroll with the D-backs. Oh, I didn't realize Corbin Carroll, 25 homers and 50 stolen bases this season. Very cool. Technically a rookie. I think he played last year, but not enough games to qualify. Anyways, Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks will be a fun team to watch in the NL. I don't think they're going to go very far, but we'll get to that more when we fill out our bracket. Okay, what do we got here? All 12 season, sorry, all 12 postseason lineups and pitching staffs ranked According to Anthony, let's get into it. Offenses. Here we go. To the very much subjective rankings. The all-time subjective rankings uh, by Anthony here. Offenses. Braves. Where do we think that Toronto is going to rank offensively in this list of 12? Let's play it this way, okay? Where? Because I feel like pitching staff, we're going to be up there. Pitching staff, we might be number one. Pitching staff, I would say top three for sure. Might be number one. I don't know. I don't know the Dodgers well enough. I know the Braves have Spencer Strider. I don't know how much depth they have behind that. And how much do you put value on having the best number one versus not as good of a number three, right? So, okay. Uh, offensively, Blue Jays feel like I mean, watching 162 games, I want to say offensively, the Blue Jays can't be better than 12 or 11 like, do I think the Blue Jays have a top 10 offense, it, just in the playoff teams it doesn't feel like it but then when I think about the playoff teams yeah, maybe. Maybe we're better than the Marlins. and I don't know. Okay, well, let's have a look. I'm going to say 
Blue Jays number nine offense in the postseason. So we got Braves number one. That makes sense. Rangers number two. Okay. Dodgers, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman. Yeah, that sounds right. Astros. Yeah, that checks out. Tampa Bay Rays, the Phillies. Okay, we're at six already. I don't see the Blue Jays yet. Orioles, Blue Jays number eight. Okay. There you go. Look at this. This might be the most frustrating lineup in Major League Baseball. Toronto has a ton of talent and seemingly improved its balance in the offseason. But after finishing second in the AL in runs last season, the Jays tumbled to the middle of the pack this year with maddingly inconsistent output. Pedestrian years from Vladdy, Chapman, and George Springer. I mean, yeah, Dalton Varsho with 20 home runs was one home run off of second place on the team. I think he was tied for third. But, I mean, on paper, it's good. Uh, if this team can get hot, I mean, if you told me the Blue Jays play, how many games get to the World Series? Two wins in the first round, four wins, four wins, four wins. You're looking at, am I doing my math wrong? Is it 16 wins? No, 14 wins. So 14 wins, but it's not going to be a sweep every series. So if you told me the Blue Jays played 18 games and Vladdy hit 10 home runs in October this year, Oh, 10 home runs, I'd, I'd probably be like, that's nuts. But if Vladdy hit like five home runs in the first two rounds, I wouldn't even be shocked. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Could totally do it. Could totally do it. This team's totally got the chances. Uh, twins, there we go. That's what we like to see. Lower ranked offense than the Blue Jays. Carlos Correa, Byron Buxton. Uh, I forgot about Byron Buxton. OPS plus below league average this year. Joey Gallo forgot forgot he was a twin. Okay, interesting. Royce Lewis, yeah, we got that. Okay, then the D-backs, the Brewers, and the Marlins. Okay, pitching stuff. Oh, sorry, I peaked. They're giving us Brewers at number one. Blue Jays number. I want to say between two and four is the range. I'm gonna say the Blue Jays are in. Maybe two. I'm going to say two. I think Blue Jays are second best. Blue Jays number two. All right, there we go. Uh, and that was, yeah, with losing Alec Manoa. Jeez, that seems like a distant memory. Alec Manoa, the Twins, number three. Ooh, wow. This is going to be an evenly matched uh, series. I mean, it doesn't bode well for a lot of offensive production in this Twins-Blue Jays series. Two of the worst offenses in the playoffs and two of the best pitching staffs. So, okay, there we go. Phillies 4, Orioles 5, Rays 6, Astros, Braves, Dodgers, Marlins, Rangers, Diamondbacks. There you go. Okay, well, I'm kind of surprised to see the Orioles... Uh, this high at number five, but okay, there you go. Ranking the best lineups now. Postseason power rankings. 
this is I guess the same ish thing no this will be a combined I mean this is somebody else's opinion for one so Braves, number one. Yeah, that makes sense. Orioles, number two. That makes sense. Rays, number three. Interesting. Okay. Dodgers, number four. I think I would have put the Dodgers higher than the Rays. One and two makes sense. Bra like, for sure, Braves, number one. That's obvious. The Orioles, I just feel like these... What do we call them? Pumpkin patch motherfuckers. Um, the clock has to strike midnight on this Cinderella story at some point. The magic has to run out. Uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think this could be a quick exit for the Baltimore Orioles. Rays at three. No, I'd put Rays below the Dodgers. I think Dodgers still have the pedigree for it. Phillies at five. Okay. Don't have the buy, but they're still in the top five heading into the playoffs. This is because they're playing well, of course. It's impossible to ignore how fantastic this team was last postseason. Okay, so they're getting a bump based on last year's history. There's a lot of the same guys. So, okay. Astros number six. Okay, well, Blue Jays pretty low. Bottom half then. What do you think? Rangers seven, Blue Jays eight. Brewers seven. Wow, okay. Where's seven? Interesting. Rangers, number eight. Okay. Blue Jays must be nine. Twins! <gasps> Twins, number nine. Okay. There you go. Twins, the favorites. 87 wins. Blue Jays, number 10. Wow. Above just the D-backs and the Marlins. All right. Well, let's read the description of this Twins-Blue Jays matchup then. It's of course impossible to talk about the Twins in the postseason without talking about the 18-game playoff losing streak they remain mudded in. Okay, well, let's keep that streak alive, shall we? Minnesota fans are surely sick of hearing about it, but it's going to continue until it ends. Yeah, that's how the world works. Things continue until they end. Considering Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez are lined up for the first two games in the wildcard series, if it doesn't end this year, it may never. So, yeah, we got some tough pitching matchups we're facing. But we are putting Gary Gossman on the mound day one. So, that's good. Okay, number 10, Blue Jays. For all the talk about the Blue Jays not quite living up to their potential over the past few years, it can all be erased with one breakthrough playoff run. After all, before last postseason, we were all talking about how this era of Phillies baseball had been a massive disappointment. This era of Phillies baseball? That must be a typo. Oh, no. Just read the next sentence, Adam. After all, before this last postseason, when the Phillies went to the World Series, we were all talking about how this era of Phillies baseball had been a massive disappointment. We're not talking about that anymore. This could be the Blue Jays' opportunity to do the same. Okay, so that's the comparable. Uh, and the matchup may have ended. Nope. The matchup may have landed perfectly for them. Whom would you rather play in the first round, the Rays or the Twins? Here we go, back to the whom. Let's do the Tim Wakefield test. 
Tim Wakefield, would you rather play in the first round? See, that doesn't make sense because he's dead. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. If Tim Wakefield's uh, son, daughter, mother, father, wife, husband, uh, cousin is a member of our Patreon, then sincerely, I apologize. And I'm not trying to come across as insensitive. If you are a direct family member of Tim Wakefield. My apologies and my condolences. I have empathy for you. But whom in here is a direct family member of Tim Wakefield? Exactly. Whom in here? Okay, well, there's your power rankings. I got to say I disagree with most of this. Braves number one. Yeah, you bet. Orioles number two. Sure, why not? Rays not number three. Probably Dodgers. Phillies, high. Uh, yeah, that's... Okay, well, that's that's the rankings. They're the professionals, so let's move on from there. Uh, postseason bracket challenge. We'll end on this, okay? We'll end on this. Uh, let's go through and make our brackets. Orioles advance in the first round. Yeah, I think they stack up pretty nicely against Bye. So I'm going to say Orioles advance. Same goes for the Astros. Astros versus Bye. I think it's a sweep. Let's put them right ahead. Uh, Braves, no brainer. I'm sorry, but as a Bye, you're just not taking out a 104-win team Atlanta Braves. For sure, easy sweep. I got that one locked in all day. And same with the Dodgers. I'm sorry. All the buys, I think, are getting swept in the first round. That's just my opinion. Um, okay, let's look at our matchups. Otherwise, we got Rays and Rangers in the first round. Rays and Rangers. 99 win Tampa Bay Rays. They almost got to 100. Good for them. Versus the Rangers. I got to say, I'm taking the Rangers. The Rays are good. They are decimated by injuries. The Rangers have been ooh, a tough thing a tough finger for me to put the pulse on. A tall a tough team for me to finger their pulse. Oh, this is getting worse every time I say it. The Rangers. I don't know if they're good or bad. Ooh, it's like medicine. Pumpkin spice carrot cake flavored medicine. Um, Rangers versus Rays. Rays I know are good but are injured. Rangers are good but unreliable. I want to go Rangers because the Rays are so unhealthy though. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Rangers. Twins. Ooh, sorry. Uh, I need to reboot my system here. Um, I have too many tabs open in my brain. I need to do a, a quick hard reset. So I'm going to glitch out, but we're at the end here. So we'll power through. Blue Jays versus Twins. Got to take the Blue Jays against the Twins, right? Okay, that's that. Uh, Phillies, Marlins, Phillies. This one feels like a no-brainer to me. Phillies, Marlins. Brewers, Diamondbacks. Yeah, I'll take Corbin Burns and the Brewers. There we go. Uh, let's stick with the NL before we head back up. Dodgers versus Brewers. You know what? I want to see a Dodgers-Braves matchup so bad. Dodgers-Braves. Let's do it. 
Oh, wouldn't that be a good friggin' series to watch? Braves, Dodgers, give it to me. Uh, on the top side, we've got Orioles versus Rangers, Blue Jays versus Astros. Let's just go ahead and put the Blue Jays in there. Blue Jays, why not? I think... Oh, I was going to say the Astros we might miss Verlander. But they're not pitching in the first round. So... They should be starting their ace in game one. But I think in hockey, and in some other sports, getting that extra rest is helpful. But in baseball, I mean, if you're injured like Tampa Bay, no, because it's even like that. The, the bye, I don't think, is that good in playoff baseball. Because you do need to be in a routine. If you have injuries, getting the extra three days probably isn't enough to get a guy back. I don't know. I mean, there might be a fringe case where a guy is just close and not quite ready yet, so that buy might buy you just enough time. But you know, the good news is having the buy lets you not burn your best pitchers in round one. Like the Blue Jays, we're going to be, well, there's a potential for us to burn through Gossman, Rios, and Bassett. So we're starting that series against the Astros with Ryu. Is Ryu getting the ball game one against the Astros? Against Justin Verlander? And then we're coming back with Gossman in game two? I don't know. I do not know. Do we get a Kikuchi start in the second round? I feel like the postseason's too... Uh, dude, I don't know if we go four-man rotation right away. Here's how I think it plays out. I'm going to put the Orioles past the Rangers. We're going to beat these pumpkin pumpkin patch motherfuckers ourselves, okay? And then we're going to take the Braves in the World Series. And then it's Shapiro versus Anthony Atkins. I know that's not his name, uh, but AA. Uh, it's going to be the grudge match that's going to shut Joel up for good. Uh, Blue Jays defense is going to shut down Anthony Anthopoulos. Anthony Alex Thopolis. Um, Okay, so here's how it's going to play out. Blue Jays, we're going to get Gossman in game one for sure. And then either Barrios or Bassett. But I'm going to say it's going to be a three-game series. So, yeah, the next round against the Astros. Think. Do we start... Ryu and Kikuchi. Two lefties back to back. I don't know if I like that. Ryu, Kikuchi. We could be down 0-2 to the Astros. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, all right. 
It's uh, MLB Mondays. They're in the bag. I'm in the bag. I need a coffee. I need a real coffee. Uh, you guys are the best. You gals are the best. Um, We'll see you tomorrow morning. Mailbag. MLB Mondays. Nope. Rick, I need to reboot this computer of mine in my head. Monday morning mailbag on a Tuesday afternoon. Scott will be joining us from his hotel room in Minnesota. Um, and then I'll see all you mother effers. Uh, well, maybe not. I'll see some of you. I'll see some of you uh, on the Zoom for Wednesday's game, Wednesday afternoon. Remember, they are stupid baseball playoffs. So We're at, I think, 4 p.m. Eastern time. So maybe call in sick, go home early, whatever you got to do. Let's watch this baseball uh, team kick some butt in the playoffs. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a fun time. I appreciate everybody. Um, everybody who is a subscriber to the level of excellence tier on our Patreon. Uh, I will be emailing, not emailing out, but I will be uh, DMing all of you directly. That is what a DM stands for, direct messaging that's redundant um and then whomever would like to join us uh for the zoom watch party of wednesday's game come on by uh, reminder you don't need to have your webcam on if you want to be a hermit you're allowed to be a hermit uh, turn your webcam off turn your mic off um we were eating in the middle of our zoom last tuesday so i was having dinner so there was a moment where i had to turn my camera off for like half an hour eat my food uh, Deb did the same. We had a nice long discussion about the merits of Uncrustables. Is it Uncrustables or Crustables? Uncrustables. I think it's Uncrustables. I think it's Uncrustables. Uh, we also talked about ooh the way the way Dalton Varsho runs. Uh, Deb has a term for it. I don't feel comfortable saying it. Um, so I'll leave that up to Deb, but I do think it's hilarious, and I think that she's right, but I don't feel comfortable repeating it. So stuff like that comes up on the uh, the Zoom conversation. We get real casual with each other on the Zoom. So I uh, hope to see some of you there. And uh, either way, go Jays, go. It's been, look, 89 wins. I don't think anybody was happy with 89 wins back in April. But I'd rather have 89 wins in a playoff spot than 93 wins and be outside looking in. So in that regard, the season was a success. But now, postseason time. Uh, go Jays, go. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Cheers.